you know, it's it's tough. It's tough when you see your, your heroes fucking uh, uh, castrated right in front of you. It's it's hard. It's hard. I feel for you, CJ. I really do. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. For those of you that are joining us for the very first time, this is Icon or Wycon, the show where we break down your favorite film franchises one movie at a time. I am here, as always, with my dear, dear friend, the hidden clause to my contract, Mr. CJ LaRose. CJ, how you feel? I feel good. I feel excited. I feel joy and Christmas cheer. And I'm excited, uh, most of all, because you are back in New York City, although I can't see you other than on the Zoom call, um, but you're here and that makes me feel good that, you know, if I need you, you're only 50 blocks away. Yeah, I am here. Uh, I am I'm quarantining inside my house, which is weird because I share it with four roommates and a fiance. Me and fiance are on opposite mm. sides of the house, not even sleeping in the same space, but I will get through it. I will do my quarantine diligence and I will take my test and we will move forward. Moving forward, man, you're doing the responsible thing. And I think if more people acted like that, we might actually get out of this thing before 2068. Oh, please. Your lips to God's ears. Good, sir. I know. Two, 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 as they say. <laughs> well, we're here to talk about a very, very important film. Very important. Yeah, it's film. important. It's important. No question. It is. It is the second in our Santa Claus series. And it is Santa Claus 2. Santa Claus harder. <laughs> Santa Claus all night long. It, it doesn't have a, um, a subtitle. Although uh, originally it was going to be called the escape clause, but they moved that one to number three. Yeah. I'm so curious what that one's going to be, especially after watching this movie. I know. Where do they go? Yeah. Where could they go? Uh, where do they go? Shall we, shall we, shall we dive in? I think let's just dive head first. Okay. So fray. first, first off, first impression this effects budget got a glow up between movies. It sure did. And, and more time passed, right? Yeah. So they had that going for them as well. Technology definitely got better in the, what, seven years, six years, seven years yeah. six, seven years before, uh, by the time or from the last one. Uh, yeah, no, the North pole got an upgrade. The effects budget got an upgrade. Uh, but amazingly, David Krumholtz stayed the same age. He did, but they changed his wig. And I appreciated that. They did. Yeah. Notes were taken. Notes yeah. were taken. I, I just they're like, Bernard has a perm. Yeah. Yeah. It's different than him being, you know, a full-fledged Rastafarian. Just yeah, that was weird. Different. different take. A little different. Different take. So it, Charlie grew up a little bit. Charlie's a bad boy now. Charlie grew up a little bit. Uh, my... My Jewish wife commented, is he Jewish now? Why? I, I felt like I had to, I felt like I had, she said he looked Jewish. She said he looked Jewish now. Oh. Okay, well, I mean, he's, She talks he, a lot he, during the movies, though, man. Well, that's good. Um, I love that you have, you, you have Tim Allen finally leading into 
being Santa Claus, you know, really, really owning it. He's playing with the elves. He's, he's living his life. He's having so yep, much fun. Yep. Um, I, he's honestly, thwarting a spy plane, which nothing came of. Yeah. There was that nothing plane came of that in the beginning. And that's kind of the only loose end in this movie though. Honestly, everything else really ties neatly together. I actually I have I to applaud the script. This script was really, really solid and it was really fun. I have a couple questions for you. If you don't mind. I don't mind. That's why I'm here is to answer the questions. All right, great. These aren't the ephemeral questions, but I just, I just have one question that we can't talk about this movie without bringing up. The hell is Elf Judy? Well, she's, she's older now, man. She's like, she's, she's 16 or 17 years old, but they found an Abbey that looks sort of like Judy. Well, and, and, and she's does, does a fine job, but is not. She cannot hold a cup of cocoa to Judy. We know that. She can't hold a cup of cocoa to Judy, but like, and I, I see it. Like Elf Abby, I get it. Elf Abby's like your stand-in for Judy, you know, and she does a very good job. But I was like, the hell is Judy? I mean, if we had CGI back then, we could have just tarkened her in there. Yeah, tarkened. <laughs> so, um, so. This movie hangs on this one thing, this hidden clause in his contract, right? And so he has to be married for some inexplicable reason. He has to be married. Yeah, for society's this... sake to to keep up the tradition. I, I do like that they, they, they definitely successfully, I think, wove the two plots though, right? Of Charlie being naughty and then and him having to deal with that and then also trying to get married at the same time i thought that was a real nice you know normally when you have an a and a b they don't always gel so well but these two gelled gelled perfectly i don't know if it's because of the circumstances of the ideas but uh, i thought they did an excellent job pulling that off they did a great job and they even found time to work in the toy santa uh, taking over the shop and trying to send all the children coal thing yeah, we got a villain in this one, uh, a clear villain, and I thought that his his arc was nice, and the way that he went from an innocent toy to being the bad guy was totally believable. You know, he's like, I love rules. You got to follow the rules, and like kids are assholes. Yeah, he's black and white. He he doesn't have the heart that real Santa has. I, I'm gonna. I, I was gonna like save this. I was kind of burying the little a little bit, but I, I gotta say, I loved this movie. I love this movie. <laughs> it's so good. I it's so it was good. Great. It's so well made. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it was well, a huge well improvement Tim from Allen. the last one. Tim Allen does an outstanding job. Like you said, the script is better. You know, they know what they're doing. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like the Empire Strikes Back. Like the, the second one is better than the first one. Well done. Yeah. Um, the Council of Legends. <laughs> Mother Nature. Yeah. The, the Council Tuesday. of Ex- Extraordinary. Yeah. Kevin Pollack. That's Kevin Pollack in that diaper, man. And you got you got Peter Boyle. He's Father Time. He was the boss in the first one at the advertising yeah. company. Uh, uh, the, the the guy who plays the Tooth Fairy who wants to be called Roy. He's excellent. You know, he's in everything. Mother Nature does a does a great job. It's it's fantastic. Uh, Mr. Sandman sleeping through the meeting, talking about. Oh. You know, being a good parent is what everybody loses sleep over. Just, just brilliantly, and not you know, it's all corny, right? And it's all cliche, and all it all feels like low hanging fruit. But they do such a, a a great job executing it that you don't mind. 
Yeah, well, and they just lean into the silliness of it, right? Like, mm-hmm, totally. They just really like bite down on it. I like when Mother Nature saying things like, "She's like, I'm pre El Nino." <laughs> pre El Nino. So good. So good. And you know, that's how you know, that's how you know who her character is because they don't say it right off the bat, right? It's like, that's how they introduce the fact that she's mother nature. Great stuff. So, so funny. Um, So Comet can talk in this movie, which I thought was an interesting change. Yeah. You know, speaking of the effects though, do you feel like the reindeer were better in the first one? I think the I reindeer were that better they in the did, first one. I think they did the reindeer better. I mean, I, I like the talking comet. You know, he's got character and, and he's just like me. He's got a he's got a soft spot for sweets. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I thought the reindeer were better in the first one. I thought that was the one actually only the one thing in the second movie that I was like, mm, guys, what happened? You did it so much better in the first. They were they seemed like I don't know. I don't even know what what it was. If they were full CGI, or if they were trying to do like practical and then like throw the CGI on top, but it wasn't. It wasn't executed as well. No, it was a totally different vibe. But it it is neat that they just kind of like rewrote the mythology real quick. Yeah, you know that yeah, they just did that. Totally. Like, he talks to them because he did have like exchanges with Comet before, but not to the extent that he had in this movie. Right. Right. Comet was like the one who sort of like got him off, you know, from the, he didn't get him off, but he got him off and running as Santa. Well, Comet gave him the rope too. So in case he falls, he can just grab on this rope. Like Comet was the only one that had like a solution. It was, it was, it it was really cool. I think we need to talk about a pre-loss Elizabeth Mitchell because I'm obsessed with her and she's so good in this movie. Yeah. She's so good. And she's so beautiful. Oh my God. She looks incredible. Uh, yeah. And she's, you know, she's a great, great actress. I mean, come on, yeah. let's be real. Um, and, 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 and it's so obvious that like, she's going to be Mrs. Claus, but she's such a, like a, such a hard figure in the beginning. You know what I mean? Like she really understands her character and, 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 and how she's going to like play the opposite of it, that it actually took me just like a half second longer than it should have to figure out, you know, that she was going to be the one. Oh yeah. She's so good. I just remember when she was on Lost and it was like, she was so interesting that all of a sudden Juliet becomes this thing. And then like, spoiler alert, they kill Juliet because she, she moves on to go do V. But it was just like, right when they like let Juliet really blossom and like let her do her thing on that show. Yep. They get rid of the character and, and she does something else. Down but then they goes. bring her back and she was such a fan fave. I, I was I really loved it. Loved her whole arc. So no, it was no good question. To see her yeah, no, she's, she's fantastic in this. And this oh, was this so has got to be like three or four years before that, right? This was 2004? 2002. This was 2002? So this was two years yeah. before two years before Lost. But she w- wasn't on Lost until season three, perhaps? Yeah, when they went to the the other side with the others, Is it the others. She was, two, she, she was season three because she was working with Ben, I believe. I believe she was season three. Yeah, totally. Um, all right. Anyway, sorry, we went on a whole lost tangent, but like the principal Newman dynamic with Tim Allen is very, very uh, electric. I'll say. Oh, totally electric. 
Yeah, so I much chemistry. I their banter. I, they were so good together. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they, it was very, so funny. Very good together. Two, two solid artists. Mm. Now, there's one thing I was not into that I'm going to share with you. I, I really am very sensitive oh, to okay. this making the therapist the idiot thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they really, you know, they they had to they had to keep it consistent, though, right? Like they established his character from the, the first movie, you know. So you got to just—I think you just got to roll with it. They got to be okay I with guess. it. Yeah, I was, it, it, yeah. it made me upset, but I love that he's still in his Cosby sweaters. Oh, he's totally in his Cosby sweaters, and then and then you know Santa has to has to borrow one to go out, and, and more hilarity ensues. I mean, he's not really an idiot so much as he's just like he's just like a bad dresser, and he's you know he's a little he's a little dopey zen, right? Is I guess, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. you know what's really interesting though, this family dynamic where Scott just comes over, hangs out with them, their daughter calls him Uncle Scott. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so positive. I was really so jazzed positive. about that. I was like, I was like, I've never really seen that a lot. Where it's just like they yeah. just have a completely not toxic at all healthy relationship. Yeah, like, no question. And they're trying to they're trying to get him dressed for a date. Like it's it's not weird at all. Like she yeah. obviously loves him still. Like yeah, and they fully embrace the fact that they're like helping Santa. Yeah, you know they're like doing a they're- Santa thing as opposed to like a Scott thing. Yeah, so I want to know about Molly Shannon. Why? <laughs> is, it is it just because it's funny? Is it just because it's funny? I think She's it's so epic. Yeah. That song gets worse be, there's and gotta worse. Be the one, there's got to be the one bad date where it, it just it's a complete fucking train wreck. And she's the perfect choice at the time. You know, I mean, she'd be the perfect choice today. So God bless her. Wow, she's had such a career. But it's that song that she sings and she's so into Christmas and you're thinking, well, this could work because she's so into <laughs> Christmas, but she's an absolute fucking lunatic. So, you know, that first day, it has to go down in flames. That's part of the, the, the construct. But like, she sings, man, I feel like a woman. It's it's a popular hit of the, it's actually like a couple of years <laughs> before the, it came out, so it's not really popular anymore. No, uh, but it's a nice, like it's a Christmas nice choice. Lyrics? It's a nice choice, man. No, I think it's good. I think it works so well. I think well, it's one I, of the funnier just, parts of the movie. Oh, oh, it's so funny. It just keeps she because Molly Shannon, God bless, she just really goes for it. You know, the director came in and said, "Okay, listen, I've got this idea. Christmas, Christmas song, Shania Twain. You're fucking insane. Go." And they shot it, and that's what came out. Oh, absolutely. I just love that she turns on him, too, when he's just like, that was a lot. And she's like, you know, it took a lot. It took a lot for me to put myself out there like that. And if you can't respect that, (laughs) she's she's so ridiculous. This isn't going to work. This isn't going to work five minutes in, not even. Yeah, it's way too much. Um, So Toy Santa is also a dick. Yeah, yeah, and and you you kind of you're hoping that it'll work out because he's a toy, right? And he's jolly and he's fun, but then that takes that takes a right a, a hard left turn, you know, real quick. Yeah, so Toy Santa's takeover is really like 
it, that's one of the plot points that really takes a really hard turn, you know, and the movie kind of gets really dark. Like when he makes the toy soldiers and he like, they're imprisoning the elves. It's, it's very stressful. Like that, that movie takes a turn, but it's nice to have a, a clear, a clear villain. Cause he, he's fighting the ticking clock. He doesn't know that this is happening, you know? Right. Right. No. And, 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 and it's such, it's such a hard turn and it's, it's so, it seems so dire that I actually in the, in the middle of it just screamed out, I hate act two. I hate act two <laughs> of every movie, but this one especially because it's, you know, it's where everything goes to shit. And when you're, when you're talking yeah. about everything going to shit with kids and Christmas and getting coal, like all the coal and the toy soldiers are there and you're like, you're worried about Bernard. Like, where's Bernard? We haven't seen him since he got shoved yeah. away. You know, it's just, it's a lot. No, and it was, it was definitely stressful. And, and then, you know, but you've got that wonderful faculty Christmas party, which brings tears to your eyes. So good. So good. And he gives everybody their gifts and they're all just playing their, their children's games together. It's so mm-hmm. sweet. Uh, he really lays it on thick. And then at the, at, when he like comes out to her and he's like, I'm Santa Claus. And she's like, you're crazy. Get out. Yeah, and she says you don't you don't wear socks with sandals. I love that yeah. line. And you've never been to prison. Oh, that's that's the great wink to the camera, right? Yeah. Where, because it's Tim Allen's been to prison. <laughs> he says, "Well, <laughs> not exactly." Not a- <laughs> Thank you, Anakin. Um, you know who else deserves a shout out for this movie? Uh, Lucy. Lucy's great. Which one's Lucy? Who's Lucy? Lucy's uh, Wendy's daughter. Like Charlie's oh, little the sister. The red-headed girl. Oh my yeah. God. Yes, she's incredible. She's incredible. If we're getting ahead of ourselves, her scenes at the end, man, when she's talking to him and she know, was talking to Santa, and she knows, oh my God, I was, I was welling. Wellington, Maryland. Oh my God. Man, it was crazy. I was, oh, she's so cute. I, I just love... Um, when she's talking to Charlie and Charlie's like, well, it's complicated. And she's like, no, it's not. He's your father and you love him. Oh, and you can't stay mad at him. Yeah. Oh, and that turns on. everything. He's like, oh, right. Fuck. Fuck. Thanks, yeah, Luz. fuck. It's my, it's my dad. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Oh, she was great. I, 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 I love that little girl. I thought that little girl was so fun. Um, oh, yeah. All right. But like, tooth ex machina. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's established though. They do a really, really good job of establishing it in the beginning with him wanting to change his name, right? Yeah. Um, and he comes in. How do I know he grabbed your wings? Uh, there's a nice, you know, I don't know. You're a little. You may have been a little too young for Dan Quayle, but there was a great uh, vice presidential debate moment that they quote here with I know Santa. Santa's a friend of mine, and you, sir, are no Santa. That's a callback. To the 88 uh, vice president debate, Dan Quayle and uh, Lloyd Benson. Anyway, oh my gosh, wanted to, wanted to let our listeners, you know, in on the fact that life did exist before the 90s. Uh, things did happen. Listen, though, I read the Molinator. I thought he killed it. He saves the oh, day. He absolutely saves the day, like a couple of times, man. Like he is. We're all about that. We're all about that Molinator. And I like that Charlie actually successfully gets his tooth out. Yeah. Yeah, he figured it out. Charlie Charlie knows. Charlie's the old so, vet. Charlie's the old grizzled vet of these movies. 
Do you know what I think that was super interesting about this movie? I, I love that they brought the snow globe back. They kind of had to bring the snow globe back. And they talk about it, but they kind of give it another random new power. And it's kind of embedded in the movie unintelligibly, similarly to the way it was in the first movie. Am I crazy? Like, No, it's, it's, this is, it's MacGuffin 101, man. It doesn't matter. Like we can, we can change how it works because it worked magically once and we needed to work a different way this time. So yeah. And so now she sees like weird, like fireworks in it. And she's like, Oh, he is Santa. Like, yeah. It's like, she goes out for a night at the club in the snow globe and she, you know, nobody's supposed to be here comes on and, and she's, she's a believer now. It made no sense, and Charlie was like, "You see," and I was like, "I don't." But like, I, know, yeah. I guess, yeah, I, I don't get it. You've got a magic I, globe. Your dad's Santa Claus. That's a big leap, kid. It's a huge leap, but the but the rescue sequence and the, the way they bring the rappelling back into play from the beginning of the movie when he was doing graffiti, like, mm-hmm. it's it's great. He can also go back up, which makes me wonder where he put the winch. Hmm. Right. Because right. he does go up and down in that I, final sequence. Yeah. Going back, though, to the whole reason that, you know, he got on the naughty list. I love that his his crime was like people aren't being fucking Christmassy enough. <laughs> That's, That's great. so weird. Yeah. Like yeah. Newman equals no Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? It's weird. Chill out, man. There's- Fuck the police. Yeah, it's like, right? Fuck the police or like, you know, Kilroy was here. Not like, no Christmas. Jesus. <laughs> no Christmas. I know. So strange. Um, but that whole rescue and final sequence is fun where the, the elves like attack toy Santa and like they do that whole, all that shit with him. Oh, yeah. And, like, they they get like all football. the toy soldiers down. Yeah. I. It's just, it's really, really cool. And, and Elf Abbey has some really, really cute moments towards the end. All right, so talk to you about this love story. Did that kind of went into hyperdrive? Well, with, with Abby and, and the guy from rapping? No, not Abby yeah. and the guy from rapping. I'm joking. Um, I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> no. No, like Scott and uh, Principal Newman, like. Yeah, well, I mean, it has to, man. He's only got a, he's only got a couple of hours. Yeah, you know, and the chem- the chemistry is there, and and he knows that when you're when you're Santa Claus, like you you just have to just go, you just have to yeah. you know dive in, you know you can't say oh this is going too fast for me like you have to pick one and then and then just go for the gusto and he does man, he's got the sleigh, he's got the presents for the the board faculty, he's got the mistletoe, you know. Um, it is it is it does happen it does happen very fast and you just have to suspend a lot more disbelief to think like she's gonna fly to the north pole and then she's gonna say yes right away yeah she really does just go for it but yeah i don't know maybe maybe i would too i don't know if santa ever we should all be so bold andrew we should all be so bold no question Um, i love that she's so career driven she asked do they have a school here yeah I thought that yeah, was sweet. She also should have asked, like, how much weight am I going to gain? Well, she does. She sure does blow up out of the blue. Yeah, she has to. She's Mrs. Claus. Those, there's, they're, those are two. Those are two fat old people. That's how we know them. It's like Jesus. He had blonde hair and blue eyes somehow. 
That's how we know it. Abs for days. I mean, so many abs. Oh my God. Talk about goals. Doing the passion of Christ. And you're looking up there and you're like, man, I'm a fucking embarrassment. (laughs) So, all right. They do. I will say they did get me on board with the love story. I love how Abby sort of infiltrates the proposal. Yes. She knows what's up. She knows what's up. Judy, Judy let her know from her time with the guy from rapping, you know, how this works. Is that where Judy is? Is that where, is well, Judy having kids with the guy from rapping? She may be on a sabbatical, you know. Okay. She's just, she's got her assistant there. So clearly she's, you know, on vacation or something. You know, they can't work every Christmas that, you know, 900 years in a row. Come on. I guess so. I'm still confused yeah. about these mythology rules. So, like, does she have to go back every Thanksgiving with him now? Mrs. Claus? Yeah. They don't leave. No. no. Once they get there, they don't leave. But like, he left like, in the first like movie. Scott Calvin, he, no, he didn't. He had to leave to get his affairs in order and then come back at Thanksgiving, and then he's just there. Oh, okay. So they're stuck there. Oh, yeah. No, that's their life. Like, Newman... Newman High School or whatever high school they go, they need to find a new principal because she's yeah, now she's, she's Mrs. Claus now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. That cute yeah, little no dance. Question. And and um, you know, and when he finally like tells Lucy that he is Santa Claus, like and she like knew it, she gives you some great beats. Oh my god! That like, like I said before, man, that whole scene is just it's just magic. Oh yeah, it's just she's, magic. It's, yeah, on the whole, the movie is just really, really charming. Everything really charming. kind of pays off. Everything kind of adds up really well. There's a couple little things. It all things. adds up. It's, it's, it's far less wonky than the first movie. Right. Oh, absolutely. No, they, they figured it out. And Curtis is hysterical. Curtis is great. Whatever happened to that kid? He was so popular for Remember when he was in everything? Like, mm-hmm. I bet like he just got burnt out, I bet. He just got burnt out. He really, but he, because I, I remember him that age. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he just did a bunch of movies at that age. He was so funny, though. He did that movie, The Kid, with Bruce Willis. He was a Disney kid, I guess. All right. Yeah. I grew up the to kid. Be a nerd. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Um, all right. Well, I think this movie was a big success. I'm really, like, excited about, like, I don't know where the story goes now. That's the thing. This is what troubles me about the third one. Like, I don't need the third one. It's kind of complete. Yeah. Kind of... Yeah, we're going to find out some things about Tim Allen. We're going to find out how good Tim Allen is in the next one, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, because where does the story go from here? Because him needing a Mrs. Claus is actually a good MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. We got it. We're yeah, there now. we got it. Like now yeah. he's now he's Santa and Mrs. and they're good. Like happily ever after, right? It's yeah. done. But you know, I said yeah, the same we, thing we, about Shrek yeah. Three, and Shrek Three actually really did cover some new ground. Right, right. No, we'll see it. Yeah. I mean, and Martin Short's in it, so yeah, that's a win. Can't can't be all bad. Nope, not at all. All right, I, we should take a break before the ephemeral questions. What do you think? I think so. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. You know what, CJ? I really love doing these episodes and talking to you, and I'm really glad that we had the time to do a holiday episode. I'm so pumped 
that we were able to, to fit this in. And I'm so excited by the technology that we have of Zoom and Google Meet and all those things to make sure that we can still be together, even though we're far apart. Yeah, it's been a really hard year. And honestly, like not being able to just like hug and kiss all over my family is really, really quite difficult if I'm going to keep it real for a second. It's challenging. It's really yeah. challenging. And but we know that this is not going to be forever, that eventually we are going to come out the other side of this and be okay. Yeah. And so while numbers are on the rise and things aren't looking that great as far as things go in this country right now, I just want to encourage all of us to keep doing what we've been doing to keep ourselves healthy, keep ourselves well, protect our loved ones. And uh, hopefully next year we'll get to have the big holiday celebrations that we all love. Absolutely. Wear a mask, stay home, stay apart, get together on the internet to say a quick hello, because we just we're, we're so close to the end of this thing. We're so close to being on the other side. And if we can just hold out just a little bit longer, we can, we can sacrifice this Thanksgiving and Christmas and Kwanzaa and New Year's for however many more we're going to be able to have on the other side and in the future. So please, folks, stay safe, keep your distance and wear a mask. Absolutely. The holidays are about community and we need to do our part to take care of each other, meaning the whole country, not just ourselves. That's right. Back to the show. We're back. We are back, everyone. I hope that you enjoyed your time off because now you have to listen to us talk some more. Listen, but the 17 people that have been with us this whole time, the 17 people that are spending Christmas with us, we are bringing them joy, CJ. We are providing a service. You're right. They should be so fucking lucky to hear our dulcet tones. Our mixy dulcet tones. We're basically like rear line workers. Yeah, <laughs> bring it up the rear. <laughs> if yeah. I had a nickel, yeah, you I know. do. I do. I do want to let everyone know that's listening that uh, we didn't all of a sudden become bad at this. Um, we've, we're having a technical lag, so if unless Andrew was able to clean it up in the edit, like George Lucas's wife, you're just going to have to deal with this choppy episode. I'll see what I can do. I don't even know if my voice recorded. We'll find out. Maybe. Maybe I should just release one with just you, just you. And it's like a choose your own adventure. It's just like a choose your own adventure. And we listen to just you the whole time and everyone else can have the conversation that I, they can have. Yeah, absolutely. And see how much you get right. Like how much of what I said back to you made sense to what you said. And everyone scores points and you send it in and then we send them a cash prize. Wait, I think you just like invented our first telethon. Or sweepstakes. You invented it. our first sweepstakes. Yeah, it's, I'm yeah, here for absolutely. it. It is. It's. It's like the publisher's clearinghouse. Icon or Ycon, fill in the blanks. Check. <laughs> it's great, and you can play it along with the movie. We're, 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 let me get. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself because okay, I'm already okay. thinking of all the merch that I can make out of a recording of just your dulcet tone, CJ. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm here. I'm here for it. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. You know what I think it's time for? I think it's time for some ephemeral questions. Ephemeral questions with Andrew and Siege. We promise it'll leave you with a better taste than a dr- I'm not going to finish that one. <laughs> I am not going to finish that one. I finished it in my spirit. What melody was that? 
come, they told me, pa-rum-pa-pum-pum. Oh, that's right. Do you know, that's one of three Christmas songs. born king to see, pa-rum-pa-pum-pum. Our finest. I, no, you don't have to do anymore. Three wise men. They didn't have a little kid with them. Okay, they didn't have a little drummer boy or girl or what? What a ridiculous concept! How dare they spoil the that, three wise men, the three kings? That, that song is one of the worst Christmas songs I've ever heard. Why are they traveling with a fucking drummer? Why do they have a drummer? I don't know. Alicia Keys did a song called The Little Drummer Girl once. She's a whole five minute monologue. Yeah. It's weird. All right, to the questions. Here we go. What worked for you, CJ? What worked for me was uh, the, the story line. Mm. The fact that there were so there was so much for him to overcome. That there was, you know, like the simul plots. When you when you have simul plots, you know, you have A and B, and they're basically like A and A one, and they work like that. You know, it was flawlessly executed. I thought that it was a great idea in the writer's room, right? Mm-hmm. For this movie, the first because when you're writing a movie and you come up with that, you know, it's almost too easy. But they didn't they didn't fuck it up, you know, with with everything happening on Earth so to speak, everything happening at the North Pole and the way that it was edited together. Uh, I thought it was just really, really well crafted. Um, I love good. It was just good storytelling, you know, for him to have to overcome that. And then this like, then then this like third plot rises up out of the second problem, you, you know, and I thought that that was really well done. Tim Allen playing, playing toy, bad Santa, uh, bad Santa, Billy Bob Thornton. But no, him playing Toy Bad Santa was great. I think I think it's just yeah, it really worked and it was strong. Uh, and like I said, they didn't screw it up. How about you? Uh, I you know I had a similar one. I, it was the script for me. It's just really well balanced. It all kind of added up, and they covered a lot of territory. But it was super interesting and super funny. Really, really well acted. Mm-hmm. The whole thing that the director yeah. and the actors really showed up, but they had a really solid script to work with. Totally. Yeah, a great story. Yeah. Um, what didn't work for you besides the you know, CGI uh, reindeer? Well, I'll tell you, it's it's it, it's it's on that level, um, or rather, I should say, it's in that neighborhood. Um, I hated Chet. <laughs> Why? I, I hated Chet for two reasons. First was it was a home improvement gag. Like he lifted it from Home Improvement. Uh, there was a character in Home Improvement called Chet who like talked too much. She was kind of a buffoon. And so then he put it in the movie. Um, but also when you're doing a Christmas movie, and this is the main reason, when you're doing a Christmas movie and you have a chance to add a ninth reindeer, who do you add? Rudolph. Fucking Rudolph. Yeah. Where is Rudolph. Where's Rudolph? Well, I think they went with Chet because uh, at this point we understand Rudolph is experienced, right? Chet's just a baby. I, it's so funny that this didn't work for you because I loved the Chet plot thread. I love that he's your de facto, like, I just need to count on you right now, Chet. 
Well, I like I like the whole sort of thing around it. Um, and I guess to your point, Rudolph is kind of like extended universe. Yes. Right. Like Rudolph sort of exists in his own little, you know, Marvel comic series, if you will, if we're going to stay with Star Wars and DC and everything like that. Um, sure, but, sure, sure. but I would have rather seen Rudolph be that, yeah. be that storyline, you know, because, because you're watching a Christmas movie and you're adding Mrs. Claus you know, and now that, uh, you can add Rudolph. Throw him in there. You've added, you've added the Tooth Fairy, like, before you added Rudolph. Chet could have been – I see what you're saying, that Chet could have been a, a classic character. It was an opportunity for a classic character. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're going to bring in the Tooth Fairy and Father Time and Cupid before you bring in Rudolph, that, that just doesn't work for me. Maybe Rudolph's dead. How dare you? <laughs> I hate the Rudolph story actually because I feel like they didn't pay him any mind until they needed him. I mean, isn't it just like you know America? Yikes! He said it. <laughs> I did. Um, so you know, it didn't work for me. I would love to. Um, I forgot to ask, but what did? It's work okay. For you? It's fine. We were talking about America. Um, what didn't work for me was the acceleration of the love story. I understand that like big picture, it worked big picture, but like, I just like from, from their banter being like combative to being flirty, to being on the best date ever, to getting in a fight about him confessing he's Santa Claus to her flying to the North pole. The fact that that took about 20 minutes for her to make that journey. It's a big testament to what Elizabeth Mitchell brings to the table, honestly, because I bought it. Sure. I bought it, but that character changed dramatically in the last 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's your, and it coincided with a significant weight loss, which made the fat kid in me hurt a little bit. You know, yeah. Then she gets more attracted to him. And then she got more attracted to him as he lost weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fortunate. It's a unfortunate. bit. It's unfortunate. But I, I, I can rationalize the fact that on the whole, it it yielded an effective result. For the yeah, family. and and he, you know Scott Calvin Santa Claus, he puts in the work. Yeah, he does. You know, like he does everything he has to do with a combination of magic and charm to make her fall in love with him right quick. Yeah. You know, and, and I think he even said it. He's like, I did, I did go down there looking for a wife, but I didn't count on falling in love. You know, I mean, I That's knew, I knew, I knew about 15 seconds after I met my wife that she was going to be my wife. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Looked her square in the eye, found out her name, went back and sat down next to my friend. And my friend said, who was that? And I said, That's the woman I'm going to marry. So it happens fast, man. It can happen like that, you know? That's sweet. I love that. Love is real. Love, love is the most powerful tool. Tim Allen. Love is very real. You know how I feel about little Bartsky. I do. I sure do. Best person I ever met. All right. Does this movie make your desert island top five? It's close. Man, it's close because it's, it's got everything. It's got, it's got early 2000s effects. It's got some great cameos. It's got a great love story. It's got a fun villain. It's not, it's not too serious, but it's dangerous. 
Uh, it's this is a solid. This is a solid fucking movie, man. I, you know what? I'm gonna take this on the boat to the desert island, but I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it on the boat. You didn't know that you could do that, did you? You don't know. You didn't know that there was a boat that we were gonna take to our desert island. Are we are we playing snow globe rules now? Because it's Christmas. Like you're just gonna like change yeah, the desert island. Like, I'm gonna rules. watch it. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it only for the holidays, though. So you get a boat. You get a boat for these holiday movies. But uh, no, no. I, that's the long answer. Is 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 that's a long answer. A long way of saying no. It does not. But it's 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 fucking quality, man. I mean, I give it. I give it at least three stars. If we were given the star system. Got it. Does it make your Desert Island top five? Does it make your Desert Island top five? It does not, but it makes a valiant effort to getting on my boat. It's yeah. really trying to be on my boat. Like, yeah. it really wants to, and it really does a really good job. Like, if I almost think we should have a separate top five for holiday movies. And if we had a separate top five for holiday movies, maybe, maybe, because it's really good. <laughs> Well, there's only there's only six. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know we really can't do a holiday movie desert on top five that doesn't make any sense. But no, it doesn't because I don't need the Santa Claus too. But as as somebody who has a passion for the sequel that succeeds, I really love it. I really really love it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, it's it's quality stuff for sure. All right, bonus question: Did it get you in the holiday spirit? Oh, absolutely. We'd actually decorated, we'd actually decorated the living room, uh, the day that we watched it, we had the Christmas lights on and we had our little fake tree in the corner. Uh, and it was, no, it was great. It's great to see. It's great to, you know, it was such a silly movie with, you know, all of your, your, your standard Christmas themes and there's snow and he's pissed that there's no decorations. And no, it definitely, it definitely got my cheer going for sure. I thought it was so charming. I really, really loved it. And I, 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 Lucy made me a little misty. Oh, no, dude. Definitely, like, welling up at the end, man. No question. No question. So um, what's your special award, CJ? Well, my special award, the, hey, haven't I heard that before award, goes to the Santa Claus 2. Because shamelessly shamelessly they have toy santa say you're a sad strange little man and that is a buzz lightyear line and they just put it in there they were like i don't even care and then later tim tim allen uh or toy santa when he's drinking the cocoa he says i think santa feels a little buzz it's like you guys don't even you don't even care like you're not even, yeah. you know, you're, you're almost not even trying, but, but you succeeded so well that you get the, Hey, haven't I heard that before award for just completely throwing all caution to the wind and, and saying, fuck it. We're going to, we're going to put this in here for Tim. It's almost like a little homage to Tim, right? It's like the, the, the Tim of, Allen. They pay a lot of homage award. to Tim Allen. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Maybe it's maybe all the news got out that like it wasn't actually written for him and they felt bad, you know, originally. They really so. do lay it on thick. Everything you love about Tim and your relationship with Tool Time is in this movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's your special award? I can't wait. My special award is the Francis Ford Coppola Award. Oh, shit. Speaking of George yes. Lucas. Yes, the Francis Ford Coppola Award for 
making your second movie in your trilogy something so strong that you remember the first movie better than it actually was. More fondly. Yeah. So yeah. like Godfather 1 is great, but Godfather 2 is legendary. And when you take in Godfather 2, you kind of remember two things. You remember that you didn't like Godfather 3 and you kind of put all of the elements of Godfather 1 in a, in a more elevated place because of your feelings about Godfather 2. I will, going forward, remember the Santa Claus Part 1 more fondly because of my experience with this film. Because this film was I, so good and so much better. I agree. Wholehearted. That's, that's a solid award and it's well backed up and and that's that's a brilliant, brilliant take. And and I'm I'm congratulating the Santa Claus too for getting that award. Thank you. It it earned it. It really yeah. earned it. Oh, it absolutely Not, did. So is this film an icon or a Wicon, CJ? Hmm. Well, not exactly. Twice in one shot. <laughs> it wow, God. You know, is it is it the Statue of Liberty? Is it the Empire State? Is it the Lincoln Memorial? It is not. Mm-hmm. Is it an iconic addition to the holiday canon? Yeah. Yeah. I think for okay. icon or Wicon purposes, the script, the acting, the CGI, the storytelling, this is a solid, solid movie. Yeah. Yeah, I give it an icon status. Ding, for sure. No question. Fantastic. Yeah, what do you what do you got? It's a Wicon for me. Mm-hmm. 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 mm-hmm and I'll tell mm-hmm. you, for one reason, one reason alone. Because I don't know what was going on in the world when this movie came out. I don't recall what was going on in the world. I just remember it being so far removed from the success of the original. And sure. um, I remember watching the original in middle school a lot. Like it was such a kid's movie. It was such a thing. And I think the second one came out a little bit too late. And I see you granting its icon status because of the strength of the film. Because it is a strong film. It's really, really good and really fun. But right. I will argue that uh, me, who's such a movie guy, should have known more about it. It should have crossed my path at least once on a holiday season. Sure. If it is a true icon. Sure. And it didn't actually, we actually had to make the choice to dig for it. And that's the only reason I know that it's there. And now, I, now it is beloved by me. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. You feel me? I do. Like, I do. I hear it? what you're saying. And if, 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 if memory serves... You know, when this movie came out, you were like probably 19 or 20. Yeah. So I can see that when you're 19 or 20, if you're not like tuned into the world, you know, you've got so many other things going on and you're like, you're a sophomore, you're a junior in college and you're sort of like in that little bubble. So I can understand that it sort of went by without you. Um, but and I totally hear what you're saying. I don't agree with you giving it Wicon status. Um, but I'm just doing that for the television of it all because it's good TV when we disagree. I feel like I had to explain it's great that. TV. Yeah, no, yeah. it's fine. It's a safe space, yeah. CJ. I hope so. I hope so. 
Yeah. Well, that's, you know, it's good. It's good when we don't agree. I don't know what you just did with your fingers, um, but please don't ever do that again. District 13 salute for you. Oh, for heaven's sake. Wasn't she? No, she wasn't (laughs) she in District 12? She's from District 12, I thought. She was in District 12, but like, this is what, that was the the Katniss three finger salute from 13. When, when, when fucking the little girl dies. I know, I know. The only thing that would make that movie better for me is if instead of the the the, the soundscape, if there was like a little Bob and Doug McKenzie, like <laughs> what? Strange <laughs> brew. I don't know, man. That reference went completely over my head. Good. Someone should tell my wife then, because she thinks you you get all the references. This is one you did not get. Yeah, well, you, you know, nobody get. gets my references, though, so. That's very true. You have to watch Strange Brew, though. It's Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas, I think. Oh, Dave Thomas. Wow. From, from SCTV, right? Yeah. And uh, and they they, have a, they did a skit on SCTV called Bob and Doug McKenzie, and they're two Canadian guys. And they made a movie called Strange Brew, and it's 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 deliciously bad, but it's All very, right, very I'll have to funny. check it out. Yeah. Well, CJ, this was fun. I'm happy we did this. I really like this movie. I hope that three can like stack up to everything that two achieved. I do too. I do too. I hope that it, you know, it, it doesn't go the way of some other, some other threes, you know, that we've mm-hmm. seen go by in the world. Um, and I, and I think it's going to, I think it's going to be bad. <laughs> it's not going to be, you know, as great, but hopefully because of the time that we're watching it in, and coming off of these two movies uh, that, that we'll thoroughly enjoy it. And we'll be back next week to, to break it all down for the folks at home. Yeah. All right. Real quick. Uh, top three bad thirds. Go. Oh, you, you're putting me on the spot with the top three bad thirds. Yeah, go. Damn. I just want to hear them. Damn, son. Uh, I'll help you. Godfather Super- 3. Godfather 3 is definitely, is definitely not great. Superman 3. The like the original, horrible. The original horrible Star Trek three, the um the like the eighties version. Yeah, between Khan and and the the whales, not good. Yep. Uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> but you know what? I don't think we can count Rise of Skywalker, right? Because like the like the the second one was so bad. But you think it was good, so we. Well, I think we can count it. I think we can count it. I think we can it. count it. I actually liked, yeah, because I really did like Last Jedi. We're back to Last Jedi again. We got to stop Everything. fighting about these movies. It always goes back Everything to, comes back to the Last movie. Jedi. Uh, yeah. All right, it's fine. Because it's fine. I'm, I'm right. the fandom, and you're the corporation. Well, we're gonna wrap this bad boy up. I think it's time. I think it's time. For Icon or Icon, I'm Andrew David Sotomayor. I am CJ LaRoche, and we'll see you <laughs> next time. Next time. <laughs>